Welcome back. Ooh, 2021, guys. As always, I'm joined by Jason Theobald and Jeffrey Sue today. What's up? How are you guys doing? Is it is 2021 feel any different than 2020 did for you guys? Not yet. <laughs> Not fucking shit. <laughs> nope. I'm trying to say fuck a lot. So if you guys hear me say fuck a lot, just correct me. I'm trying to say it less. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of going half and half. I'm I'm been giving away quarters to my ten year old, but um, I'm trying to really get that one under control, ish, ish. Um, <laughs> but Jason, since I'm looking at you and seeing you beautifully laid out in a bed, I'll spread eagle for your OnlyFans later. Uh, <laughs> how's your last seven days been, bro? Actually, your last two weeks. How was Christmas and New Year's Eve? Uh, um, Christmas was good. Um. You know, Christmas is one of those things that's fun with kids. Um, you know, my seven, well, he's seven now. You know, it was fun to watch him open gifts, still get really excited. Um, it was different not having my grandma there. Um, so that kind of sucked. Um, we're a pretty small family, anyways, on my mom's side, and it just got smaller. So that one was a little tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, we made it good. Um, New Year's was was fine. Um, not much to go into, um, but uh, you know, business is picking up as we all assume it will. And then, of course, my computer keyboard goes out yesterday, so that was awesome because I was getting back, you know, into in the swing of things after taking a little downtime. And uh, now I am trying to work from my phone. And with feed for function, I can kind of do it. And that's why Jeff was cracking up. He was, you know, I'm laying down, but I'm on my phone, not on a computer today while we're recording. And um, I can't build, I can't really build uh, training programs like I normally do. I have a ton of templates and I go in and adjust them and I'm, I'm, I'm flying blind without all that because of my, my computers in the shop. So I'm doing the best I can to get responses. A lot of times now new clients are coming in. I got to tell them, well, I can get you started next week. But it is what it is, right? Like when bullshit happens, you just kind of roll with it and um, get things done the best you can. So that's what I'm doing. Training is I'm, I'm on another level. Um, my body's morphing and um, I'm pretty focused on uh, getting an Olympic qualification. So I can't wait. If how you're laying right now is any indication about how beautiful you're going to be on stage, it's just going to be it, a milky it's way. It's a fucking, fucking indication, moment. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jeffrey Sue, how's your uh, last two weeks been from Christmas to New Year's Eve? Uh, you're looking all beautiful with your little kitchen cabinet behind you. Very quaint little home you've made for yourself up there. And no, no, that's not a kitchen cabinet. That, that's a uh, this actually used to. So this is an old house, right? So that right. used to be like a like a um, a cabinet that you put uh, your fancy china, your dishes and stuff. This used to be like a like a formal dining room. So a kitchen, a kitchen cabinet is what you're saying. So, so, so basically what I have behind me is like all my <laughs> trophies and stuff. Like, you know, like when I placed last at junior nationals, they gave me like the medal. I have that hanging up in there. So I can always remember that as like a fond memory of 2019 before COVID. So <laughs> yeah, listen, Christmas and new year's were, were, were great. I got a Theragun for uh, a, a present. I got some socks. I got some underwear um you know all useful items and uh you know it's just not the same man you know it's just like kind of like a like a cloud like over everyone's heads and you know the holidays just didn't feel right it just it just kind of came and went there was really no anticipation 
uh, prior to, and really no, like, I guess sadness after, you know, the holidays were over, you know, everything just, time is just sort of blending all together. Uh, so that's how I feel about all that. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I pretty much spent the last two weeks in a drug induced kind of haze with psychedelics. So I agree with you. Time was just kind of bland, bland <laughs> and blending there, Jeff. I agree with your assessment there, buddy. <laughs> it just seemed timelessness was taking place in my life every day. Um, dude, my last two weeks were good. My oldest was here. I had that weird drama go down on Christmas Day that you guys knew about that was like just totally fucking random. Yeah, that went away. And then, um, they got uh, Ash and the boys got me this um, uh, travel suitcase, which is cool because now I actually have something other than a gym bag to travel in, um, which is nice. And let's see, New Year's spinning out, having a good time, friends. Mm can't really think of anything else it was very very chill it was very very chill i feel refreshed and i've been riding a lot again so i guess i kind of got through that little hump i think that from probably from thanksgiving to christmas was just long is what it seemed like to me i don't know if it was like that for you guys but otherwise um i have one thing i wanted to share with y'all um in the last seven days uh i found out like so every single goal that we hit for Iron House was hit. We had over a thousand leads. We closed 43.16% of all leads who came in. Like, or nice. of the leads, like when they, so you get the leads and then you get the next funnel through, but we literally hit every single grow, uh, goal. And it was a 34% growth uh, rate with three, nice. months, with three months closed. So I can't. I can't complain. I haven't really talked about it openly on social because I feel weird about it. Cause I know how many people who really, really struggled. And it's like, we didn't have that problem. You know, um, I know we're going to talk about our year in review in a minute, but um, it just seemed like a lot of people really kind of dug in and leaned in and had a, had a really good ending to 2020 considering all the hardships, which I think the three of us kind of are going to be able to talk about too. But I wanted to get into real quick guys, amino asylum, you guys have been great. TEC 15, um, that stuff helps us bring our filming and assistant to help us out with all that uh, when we do the Physique Education Collective. And speaking of the PEC, the three of us just finalized before we went on air when we were going to do it. We were going to do it in Nashville, Tennessee at Iron House Strength and Conditioning, and it will be either in sometime in April or the first week or two of May. We just kind of got to get everyone's emails, email out to all the coaches and finalize and hammer it down. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to give you guys, Jason Phillips texted me this yesterday. Um, I told him I'd do it because I know you guys, a lot of guys support his NCI. He's doing a scholarship giveaway, a full year. It's up to $10,000 in value. You'll see it go up on my story tomorrow, but I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know about it today, but you'll hear about it tomorrow. So it's kind of fucked up, I guess, but www.nci, Nancy, Charlie, integrity scholarship.com so be sure to check that out jason as you guys know is a good dude and does some stuff with us so help him out if you can oh jason i got speaking of certifications what's up with the new ethics one where are you guys at well um you know without getting into many personal things vince had had you know a passing of a friend um and that you know took some time um where he just he had things to do and and help with the funeral and different things so um we kind of got put on the back burner and then there was a lot of travel um going on the last two weeks 
And so we still are going to do it. Uh, we just got to get back to recording every Tuesday night. And um, I'm going to touch base with them. It's the new year. So it's time to get back to it. So uh, New Ethics Hybrid Coaching Academy is going to happen. It's just uh, we, we got a little derailed and um, just got to got to get back in there and, and, and record and, and get, get it all put down on video. So that's where we're at. Since you've had some time away from it, is there anything that you want to go in and rework on or reframe since you've had a chance to maybe step back that little bit of time? And wait? Well, you know what? Um, here's the way we see it. We've just kind of word vomited. You know, we put an outline together. We always have a plan, but we, you know, as we've gone, it's, it's morphed. Um, and so we want to see it cut. And then I know once we watch it cut and have a few people who we trust watch it, um, I know we're going to have to go back and probably, probably add some things. Um, but as of now, no, we, I felt pretty good about our outline and what we put down on paper or on video so far. Okay, man. Well, I'll be interested to see that. I'm going to take that when you guys release it, you know, I think definitely of course, um, you guys will have to offer a little TEC discount perhaps or some shit, you know, from yeah, for sure. For sure. That through. Let's, let's do that. All right, well, let's get to the main brass tacks of this conversation. Let's do our 2020 year in review. Um, we guys, first off, we have a really cool list of the first quarter lined up of guests coming on. I think you guys are going to really like some of the different ways we go with it. But um, let's begin in January of 2020. So in January of 2020, man, what? We were getting ready for the second Physique Education Collective down in Atlanta, and we we're presenting down there and um, at Titans gym. God, what was going on in my life at that time? Um, Iron house still growing. Um, that was, we went from what? 25 to 30 people from PEC one to PEC two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a good a job. Bit. Um, the excellence cartel was starting to take off. We actually had over 200,000 downloads last year, which is really nice. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's so really that's good. Really good pace for what, oh, yeah. where we've come from. Um, oh yeah. And um, so I know that was still growing. Uh, Jeff, where were you at January? I know first call out fitness usually pop in January every month. January, I think I was really optimistic about the year, and um, you know, you know, I, I told you guys, and I've said on the podcast that at the end of 2019, I had lost like 34 clients because they all came from like one area and they're all friends with each other. So as soon as like, you know, a few dropped off, they all end up dropping off. So I learned a very hard and valuable lesson there. But yeah, I remember January this year, I, I said like, I wanted to get better with my social media. I wanted to like make more educational videos and um, just get information out there more. And I still like, there's still like some like of my first couple of videos that I posted on my Instagram and on my Facebook where I just sound so awkward and like looking at the camera and looking down at my notes, I was like looking at notes when I would talk. And throughout the year, I would say that that's one thing that I got really good at is being in front of a camera, sometimes by myself or with other people like, like you or being on podcasts or, or whatever. And I've gotten really comfortable in front of a camera and a, a microphone. Yeah, no, I think all of us have, but I think you've really yeah. shined there. I know that I set a goal for myself for 2021 this year, which was to do 50 videos. Um, just so yeah. I could get better out there with the in front of a camera because I think that that's where everything's going with our industry is is video. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I did have a question for you. You brought up an interesting point when you said you lost those thirty four people. It was mm -hmm. a valuable lesson to you. What was the valuable lesson? 
I think the lesson was really like diversification and never like rest in your laurels and think that, oh, you know, you, your business is safe and sound. And I think, um, you know, if COVID hasn't taught us that already, I think, you know, now everyone knows that, that, you know, nobody's business is always going to be secure. And you always have to be ready to reinvent, recreate the wheel and redefine, you know, who you are and what kind of value you can bring to your potential customers. And that's something I think we can all talk about this year, because I think all of us have redefined our value and services and everything like that, top to bottom all year. I agree. Jason, yeah. beautiful, sexy man, you. You got anything you want to throw in there? <clears throat> uh, you know, I mean, I think in January last year, you know, I was, I, I, I was probably a little frustrated. Um, you know, I was, you know, wanting to still compete, but unable to, um, you know, without getting too personal, you know, obviously I ended up in a divorce in June. Some, some marriage wasn't great in January. Um, so I think I started the year a little frustrated, um, you know, and I think you and I probably had some conversations, you know, as we trained and did things and, um, but, you know, as far as business, business started well last year, I remember I had a lot of signups, mm -hmm. um, you know, all the speaking engagements were heating up and, um, you know, so from a business standpoint, I, I was fine. Um. I think from a personal standpoint, I was probably a frustrated person. Uh, question, because this brings me up a good point real quick. With you guys, so January this time compared to January last year, 2020, right? So where we're at now. You guys changing anything to do with your social media marketing? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I need to be better, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that weird area right now where I just feel like I need to be better at everything. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I feel like I need to put more videos out. You guys know it's not my strong suit. I don't really mind being on camera. It's just, I don't know. I, I It's not my strong suit. So I do think I need to improve. Um, I'm not hurting for clients, but I do think there's room for improvement there on my end. What about you, Jeff? Um, I think I can do more of what I'm good at and less of what is not needed. I feel like, you know, look, I, I like I've looked back on my Instagram posts and my, my um, stories and Facebook posts and stuff like that. And I do like a little inventory on my own because I'm very introspective and I'm very self-critical, which that's something I want to talk about as well, which might help other people. But I feel like this year I had a lot of success and I could have done better by not speaking of it as often uh, because it's just not needed. And it was like, it was kind of arrogant of me and cocky. And, you know, that's like a fun side of me that I feel like is always going to be there, but I need to learn how to like reel that back because it can rub people the wrong way, especially if people aren't doing as well. And it could just, I just have to be more sensitive to the general um, conversation that's out there. I guess, and just be a little more humble. I think that's something that I need to work on. Um, but th that lack of humility also comes from a place of insecurity. If I'm going to be really honest with myself and that, you know, I feel like I'm never good enough and I'm always like wanting more, always criticizing myself and I need to like stop doing all that. So that's one of my goals this year, actually. But I feel like looking back on what I did this year, a lot of my cockiness and arrogance that rubbed some people the wrong way came from that. 
and I need to fix that. Good insight. Yeah. Did you get feedback from other people for that? Was that just something like you journal that? And you just no, kind of nobody about the shower. Nobody ever told me that. I mean, like, I know that I am that way, you know, and I just like look at like when I'm not in that mood anymore, like sometimes I get in this like mood where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm the best, blah, blah, blah. Like these people suck, you know, whatever. And I make fun of people and, I'm, and I act like all cocky and funny and stuff. But then like I fall out of that mood and I'm like, damn, like I look like an asshole. Like this is stupid. It's not it's not needed. You know, it's just like, why? You know, so I'm trying to be more cognizant of that side of me. Which also I think people like about me because it's funny, but it's just like you gotta like not like overdo the sauce, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, that that's an interesting thing. So I know Jason just finished Relentless, which I told I you did. that was a fucking good read. Oh, it's great. Book Daddy came through again. But um Tim's got a new book coming out soon called Winning. And I'm okay. interested to see his take on winning because I've often thought that because sometimes I want to be like, yeah, fuck yeah. I didn't miss a single goddamn fucking business or personal goal in 2020. In fact, I actually like destroyed some of them. Some of like my financial goals blew them through the fucking water out. You know what I mean? And I'm like, but I don't know like the line of where I can or what I can say or not what I can say because I'm trying to be like Sue a little bit and sensitive because I know that other people really haven't had that but then sometimes i'm like well fuck them i wake up every day at 3 30 ready to go to fucking business and do what i need to do and i make sacrifices to get what i've got you know and i'll be interested to see his take because now that you've read relentless which sue i think you should too um because i think you would actually like that whole mindset that he talks about in there i'll be interested to see what his take is like is you know yeah. because andy for and some of them talk about that you know that whole there's some pussification and you know everyone gets a participation trophy so I'd be interested to see on that, but that's some really good insight, man. Some really good insight. Jason, do you have any insight since we're on the insight train of 2020 that you might've gotten some self-critical care or some self-critical eyes on yourself? You know, I know in something that came across in coaching, you know, it's one of those things where you want to be a team with, your client. But I think there's a couple times where I let it go too far and I let clients make decisions instead of putting my foot down, which usually I do. Um, and it didn't, it didn't go the way, you know, we wanted. And had I just put my foot down, um, and knew what was the right path, uh, I think things would have, would have progressed a lot better. So, um, I think being critical of my coaching or being uh, self-aware, you know, that was something that came across. Just, I'm sure it was a million of them, to be honest with you. This was a tough year for me. Um, but I remember being like, damn, I really fucked this up. Like, I should have been the one to put my foot down. And I'm usually very good at that. And why I didn't, I don't know. But um, there's a fine line you walk as a, as a coach. And wanting to be a team effort, but at the same time, having to put your foot down um, and being like, no, this this is right, and this is how it has to go. And if you don't like it, then we can part ways. Um, so I don't know why I didn't those times, because like I said, I, I usually do that. Um, but I didn't. And so I know moving forward that this year, there will, no, there will be no slip-ups like that. That's some really good insight. I have a question for you, though. 
I want to yep. walk that out for a second. Did you let them pick the way they wanted to go because you kind of wanted to show them that that way wouldn't work? Or was it that you let them pick that way because that's kind of the way they just really wanted to go? I thought that it might have some merit to it. Okay. Um, okay. It, but but my gut had already said, let's do, let's push now. Let's push hard. Let's do this. And they came back and kind of said, well, I think this is what's winning. I, this is this. And, you know, and I don't want to get too into details because, yeah. you know, that, it, it, it's just I knew better. I let it go. And, you know, sometimes, not sometimes, all the times you're being paid for your experience. And I knew the right answer, but I let it go and I let myself be talked into another answer just out of respect for the client and the teamwork atmosphere. But in 2021, I will always follow my gut. You know, I got something for you. I got some weird introspections, different than you guys, though. Um, I realize that I don't really listen well to people. And what I mean by that is, like, I pick key words out of the conversation, right? Like, and I try to think and formulate the sentences. And it's because I'm partially deaf from my bone disease, but my hearing has gotten steadily worse, like, in the last two years. So, um, odd story for you. I went for uh, my life insurance policy and I failed it because I'm morbidly obese. Uh, because I'm yeah. five, five, one and a half and weigh 194 pounds when I stepped on right. the scale. And they were like, oh, yeah. So I have to go see a doctor for a physical, but I'm getting, uh, I have to get a referral to go be able to get the hearing aids. But it was one of those things, man, where I realized like when, I could tell with the microdosing, the psychedelics, because it's very good about shutting off my daydreaming side of my brain, the default mode network. So I'm very present and I still was having a hard time hearing people. And it was leading to very, very strained relationships, both personally and professionally, because I legitimately people would leave conversation with me like, did Jeff really fucking hear me? You know what I mean? So it's weird because I'm kind of like embarrassed that I have to get hearing aids. And I'll put this in another perspective. I didn't wear shorts until I was 28 years old. Like where I had all those lower body, uh, that surgery on that left lower leg where it looks like it's fucked up. I won't, I did not wear shorts until I was like 28 and I started like working at gyms and they'd be hot. I'd be like, well, fuck this. I'm not wearing pants all day in Tennessee. He, you know, I got over it, but, um, I'm a little like self-conscious about the whole hearing anything. If I'm being honest, like, I'm like, what if I have to get two? like, how is all this going to go in? And I, I was like, but the end of the day man if it makes my life easier and better which you know i could be a better person for it i guess i'm gonna have to do it but that's an interesting weird little introspection i had for myself when people i was like wow i guess i really can't hear i get it but these days they're so tiny oh yeah you can barely even yeah i know but i mean it was real bad like when someone's like having a conversation with me like i noticed that when jared was here he was like 10 feet away and if a speaker that's up on our fridge you've been in my house chasing this so you guys don't have a little speaker up in my fridge and if that was on even at a low volume i couldn't hear a word jared said like it just completely would be Mm -hmm. drowned out six feet away from me and if i you Mm -hmm. know if 14 year old kids mumbling you know fucking mr mumble so i'm like you know really struggle but anyway so we're out of january now that we took a little side side swerve we're going through february when the chinese originating virus uh famously called it in february that's what stood out to me in february uh was making its way to the u.s but i don't think it was on any of our radars was it 
I was, I, I think I didn't hear about it till shit, March or April, right? Like you kind of heard about it. I remember one of my clients who was overseas saying something about COVID-19. I didn't even ask, like, I didn't even follow up. Like what is COVID-19? Like, I just didn't think it was be something we had to deal with. So I didn't even say anything. So I guess I heard about it in February, but you know, I never thought it was going to be an issue in the United States, to be honest with you. Um, so I wasn't too concerned about it. I, I still never was. I mean, I, I don't know that I still have gotten it. I haven't done shit to keep my hands any cleaner or anything else. I've just doubled up on my vitamin D. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I, don't re, I don't remember what I thought in February, but I feel like my, a couple of my clients overseas had mentioned it and I was still oblivious to the whole thing. Yeah, I think it was for me too. I never thought that they would shut my business down. Right, right. Sue, anything you recall from February other than like this weird virus that was overseas that might or might not get here? I mean, I don't know. I think I think I was a little more like fearful of it than maybe you both were because I was like, we can't do the PEC. Remember when we yeah, were? Yeah, I remember that. You because we were planning another one. Split. Yeah, because like, nobody's gonna want to fly. But um. You know, I think like back then I just thought of like, all right, well, this shit's going to come no matter what, and it's going to hurt this industry big time. So I'm going to have to come up with something to, you know, at least keep my business afloat. Cause there's a moment where I thought, shit, this is it. Like, I'm like, I'm done, you know, or we're all done in this, in this space. And then when I heard all the gyms were closing and all the trainers were losing their jobs and stuff and people were losing their jobs, you know, coaching is a luxury service. Um, it's probably one of the first things that people are going to cut out of their budgets. So yeah, man, like I, I was more so fearful of the economic impact and the general life impact of coronavirus than me actually getting it. Cause right now, even to this day, I'm not afraid of getting it. I'll just fucking, I'll kick it in like a week or two, you know, sure. to me, it's just a cold. I mean, to my parents, it could be more serious, you know? So I do have that concern for other people, but me, myself, I'm like, I don't care, you know? Yeah, I'm the same. Um, yeah, I was kind of, I, yeah, I mean, I'll be real with you. I remember um, always get the number one question I was asked in the month of March was, is your gym going to close? And I remember being like, no, nah, they're not going to close businesses, you know? And then, voila, they did. Um, is there anything that, I have a question. Is there anything like in hindsight, do you think that maybe we as a, we in our industry kind of missed coming with this? Or do you think that um, like, like think about from this role, I guess, as educators, do you guys feel like maybe we failed to possibly educate better um, society on how to be healthy and so forth? Because from what it looks like COVID-19 is just ravaging those who are like real fucked up. I put out shit. I studied that fucker and put out shit back in March on Facebook and got bitch for it. And if you look at what the scientists are recommending now, I had, I had said, you need um, curcumin. They went with quercetin on their last thing. I said, you need vitamin D. They put vitamin D. You need zinc. They put zinc. And I said, vitamin C and they put vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So this finally came out a month ago by the doctors and I put it out in March. So I mean, Hey, I did it. I, I've been on some sort of, curcumin vitamin d and my zinc and vitamin c since then so i don't know i put shit out but I, you know every time i put it out maybe because i can come off 
dry or an asshole sometimes people would get pissed at me like that's you know that's not that's bullshit you need to wear your mask blah, blah, blah. so i just stopped fucking doing it because i mean i'm only going to get bitched at so many times i don't have the time to deal with drama in a facebook post but i read about COVID, how it attacked the cytokine storm and it put something out back in march so i feel like i did my my part you know jeff i stayed away from any sort of COVID related uh social media posts i think if I look back, I think the only article I posted was like something from like the CDC or the, like a legitimate like news article that said that, that, you know, obesity and type 2 diabetes and all these other comorbidities will increase your risk of like a severe case of, of COVID-19 if you were to get it. Um, but I largely stayed away from COVID. I stayed away from politics. We, of course, 2020 was a, was a, was a, was a thrill ride of, uh, of politics, of course. Um, and I, and I stayed away and I will still stay away from all of that on social media. I just don't find it productive one bit. Um, and I think that move was really great because this year, uh, as of, you know, I think I texted you guys, you know, before new year's, I actually beat my total revenue for 2019 and 2019, I had a really good year. Um, so to do that in a pandemic, I think I, I definitely made the right moves, whether I was cocky and arrogant at sometimes or not. Um, I did well. So, well, I wasn't like you. I fucking lambasted and still hate fucking Mayor Cooper of Nashville, Tennessee. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go into March. Okay. So like, I think it was like March 3rd, um, is when the tornado hit Nashville when, uh, I was woken up at 1256 in the morning and was like, you know, and I was like, oh, and I remember being like, Ash, there's a tornado. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, and it was bad. And the power was out and everything. And I was like, well, fuck it. I have to be up at the time. I was getting up at 2.30. I was like, might as well just get up and read because I knew I was going back to sleep, right? And then my phone started going off around 2.30 because I was finally like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm going to go for a walk because I couldn't ride my bike in the garage like I do every morning. And just people were like, have you seen the gym? And I was like, oh, fuck. And I had heard the tornado. And had hit and ripped down the street for me. And I remember driving very unsafely about 80 to 90 miles an hour from my house to the gym. Everything was completely pitch black. Like, I didn't know. I mean, if I had hit something, it would have been a game over for me or whatever I hit, sadly. But um, I remember turning down Central Pike right when I got underneath that bridge area, just seeing, like, it looked like fucking a war zone had taken place. And I just, I remember just, like, pulling into the gym parking lot. I was on the phone with JR. And uh, I was like, fuck, this thing is still here. And I went in, you know, because I thought maybe because we're 24 seven, like what if the tornado hit the gym and people were trapped in the gym, right? Needed to get all that information, uh, you know, the scan cards and all that. And I remember walking through and there wasn't even a fucking leak. And if you walked outside the front door of my gym, because you guys have seen it because you guys came to I showed you all the pictures. If you guys step outside left of, of my gym, 50 yards away, everything was completely fucking leveled. I mean, it was just wild to like be able to see that. And I remember driving home around 4.30 in the morning because there were gas leaks and they evacuated the area. But just seeing people walking in the street, fucked up, nowhere to go, like their house is just decimated. Like just, it, it was very sad. I, I'll, I'll never forget that. And then um, what, March 23rd, the gym was closed officially. So where did March go for you guys? No one near exciting as what it was for me. I'm just going to take the, no, take the March I, I spot on that one from you guys. Sorry. 
I don't even fucking remember March, man. Like, I, I have no idea what the fuck I did through March. Um, so I really can't even give any insight. I don't. Ha- I had nothing major like that happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had, like, you know, obviously the gym started shutting down yeah. you know, up here. So, you know, I had to work out at home for a little while. And then I was working out in a garage with my buddy Steve. Um, that guy was an animal. That guy was a fucking animal, Sue. He is an animal, and uh, you know we still we still lift every now and then um, now. But yeah, he invited me into his home, and you know he allowed me to train in his garage, and you know we had some great workouts in there, made some great videos, and that was when a lot of the social media that I did this year started coming up. And I think I taught like a class on um, you know like marketing, like online marketing, mm-hmm. and how you know if you're training people on the floor now, this is the time to make a shift into online coaching and this is how you do it. Um, and it was a really successful class. I think I ended up teaching that class like five times over the course of uh, a year. And then I did other classes after that. And, and now class is like a thing that I think you know, all of us are, are doing or mentoring online at least. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, no, that was a good pivot. I will say this though, yeah. about the, um, about the tornado. It was really cool that the members of Iron House we collected a bunch of food and stuff like that. And we were donating it to the local shelters, but also the power line workers who were working our street. And a lot of those guys who were uh, for out of town, they came up from Louisiana was this cool detail of guys, but they would come into the gym, use our bathrooms and so forth. So it was, that was a cool thing to see go down. And then I think April is when the three of us really started making our shifts and our pivots. I know we really upped our game with the TEC um, with what we were doing here on the podcast, better topics, um, I know we were starting to all maneuver more into what the online coaching space would look like, how it would innovate, um, and, and where it would go. So Jason, I'm going to kick it to you, man. In April, when all this went down and I know they took away your little hole in the wall gym, you were hiding out in for a little bit and you were forced to do those amazing band workouts at home. Um, where were you putting in terms with, um, with your, uh, online coaching at that time? Well, I know at some point I started, um, you know, teaching online. Um, and I think it was around March or April. I, I could be wrong. Maybe it was February. Hell, if I remember. It was like right you before it much, all broke out. It was like January, February. You guys are much better at remembering all this shit than me. but Because um, you're old. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but my mind just doesn't think that way. Um, but... You know, I know that for me, I'm always, I'm like a cat. I'm always going to land on my feet. You know, that's just, that's just what I believe. And so for me, COVID hit, I'm going to do the same fucking shit. I'm going to get up every day at the same time. I'm going to eat the same food. I'm going to do the same shit. I'm going to, I'm going to work. I'm going to be in my work spot by 730. I'm, I'm going to figure out the gym. And I did. This guy was local. If we snuck in and kept the lights off, he let us train, you know, he respected some of us and he let us train. So I figured that out. So for me, it's like anything else in life. When shit gets hard, you fucking figure it out. You get another solution, right? And so that's what I did. And so for me, I was like, all right, well, how do I, how do I make, how do I do better? How do I, how do I, you know, get around this in case clients fall off? I didn't know. So I started teaching online courses. And my first one was the hormonal course. And that was huge. Um, some that, sometimes I had 22 people in them. So, um, you know, I think when things get tough, you know, do you cower down or do you innovate? You know, so 
um, that was kind of what I did. And uh, I don't know, COVID really didn't affect me mentally, but I think that's about where I was in March, um, April, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think it affected any, any of the three of us mentally. I know that Sue and I got better at content probably like right around March and April. I know I felt like yeah. I, I felt like I shot up with content in April. I was like, well, fuck, I have a lot of free time now because I'm not in-person sessions like you and I were both doing because um, we go to the gym a little bit every day to do, train people. You had a lot more time to sit around and read and study and write better content. Um, yeah. So what do you take out of that? Let's uh, We got April, Sue, anything exciting happened there? You want to move on to like May, June? I mean, I would say May, April, May, and June for me all blended together. I mean, I think, you know, that was the time, you know, I think Jason and I decided that, you know, because I couldn't train in a, in a, in a gym, I couldn't really like get good equipment and progress better to just lean down. Cause I was in a position to like clean up a little bit and get my health back. So we just focused on leaning down restaurants were closed. I couldn't eat out if I wanted to. So I think we got it done in like eight weeks. Yeah. I was I in almost like four weeks out condition in like eight yeah. weeks. It was like, yeah. the fastest we've ever shredded down. And I just defaulted back to bodybuilding as bodybuilding is something that will always ground me. So I yeah. ate my meals. I got up every day, like Jason, you know, say he did. I walked, you know, my four or five miles every day in the rain and the cold, whatever I did it. I just like went into full prep mode. I just blocked everything out. I didn't watch the news. I don't have cable anyway. So I just forgot about the world and I just focused on myself. I read a lot. And I was like, hey, you know, it'd be cool to share this information with other people. And so I started doing this um, Instagram story thing. I called it Step by Step, which is after a, a TV show in the 90s. TGIF was the thing I look forward to. Yeah. So it's called Step by Step because I'd be walking outside and I'd be talking people through various topics step by step. And I did this every day. I got on Instagram every day and I did that throughout the entire pandemic. And that brought a lot of clients. I can't tell you how many clients I signed this year and just so much interaction and conversations from just doing what I love, really. It wasn't even about making money or gaining clients. It was just about me sharing information, just, just getting rid of the energy, all this bad energy that was inside of me and all this stress and just like converting into good energy. And that's what that was all about. Yeah, no, I like that series. That was a good thing you did. I thought that was yeah, a really good. I still thing. do it today, but just once a week because I just don't have the time to do it every morning anymore. Yeah, I understand that. We opened back up the gym. It was May 29th. We had lost 150 memberships, but out of those 150, all the members still kept paying their fees. They wanted business to go as normal. They bought supplements. I know New Ethics was critical for us during that. They were getting a shit like the next day so we could start selling it. So props there, Jason and Stephanie, yeah. on that one because I know that really because the members were doing everything they could buying anything that they could. So that was great. Um, I think I agree with you guys. I think it's like summer kind of everything started, I don't know, maybe going back to normal, but kind of like evening out enough where our jobs started getting back to the consistency. They were pre COVID people were back in the gyms. <clears throat> people were more interested in their health and fitness. Um, the TEC, it was moving up pretty high. We were planning the next physique education collective. I know as we were rolling through the summers. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, summer for me hit different than y'all. I mean, that's when yeah. Steph and I decided to get a divorce. Um, so May for me, I think, is when I kind of went on vacation. And then when we got back about four days later, we discussed it and decided. So it was probably around June 5th, 6th, somewhere around there. 
Um, and you know, I think everyone knows, or maybe they don't, because I don't, I don't post personally about the divorce, and I never will. Um, but we're still business partners. Um, her and I still meet every other Sunday for brunch with the boys. Um, so there's no ill will, um, but it was definitely a tough time in my life. Um, just because you think you failed, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so my June was, was tougher. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think June, July is when I had my first ever boys trip. Me and the, I took me and my sons on our first trip ever, um, together, just the two, just the three of us. Um, so that was a good like memory to build there. Yeah. My summer was completely opposite than yours. Now that I sit here and think about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you actually took a vacation this summer, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, went down to Rehoboth beach in, uh, Delaware, uh, which was fun. Um, and that was around the time when I decided I wanted to buy a house, um, which I did pretty quickly within two months, I closed on my first property. Um, which brings me to a whole other thing that we talk about where this year, while it has been like, you know, very, very like good growth, like almost stratospheric growth for me, um, not, not losing more than like three clients a year or whatever. Um, I achieved every goal I wanted to. Um, and I, I, at the end of the day, I feel like I don't want any of it which is really odd to say because you know here I am in this house. But once you have it, you got to maintain it, man. Once you have it, you got to maintain it. But with this house specifically, I wish it was still my apartment, um, you know, believe it or not. Uh, I just, I don't want the maintenance. It's, it's big, it's empty. Uh, I don't feel like putting the work into it. I just want my small little cozy space. And that's, that's how I feel as, as stupid as that might sound. Um, I don't want my car anymore. Like that, that BMW that I have, like that I, I posted so many pictures videos of, I, I just want to get rid of it. And I'd rather put that money into my retirement account. Um, just looking you're becoming back, an adult. Huh? You're becoming an adult. I guess, but I just looking back on all these things, I'm just like, so what, you know, I do this. So what, you know, that's where I'm at right now. Mentally it'll change, but. I think that's normal. You read about that a lot in different books on mindset and uh, the big leap talk about that was like, once you get to a certain level, not you, most people tend to burn it up and actually like try to restart. It's a very interesting problem. We as humans have, um, it was really interesting. It was by Gay Hendricks. I read it in 2020. Um, huh. You might want to check that out. It was an interesting little mindset, psychological, idea book that um i just remember that part sticking out to me i think that uh probably if we're going into it september i turned 40 that was fucking great my guys trip was fucking amazing that was probably like the one awesome highlight of 2020 because that was we skipping july well I, I think july all of us we like we're i mean like i talked about all right i mean we'll go back to july i mean i i, I, was I gonna tell way better stories but okay we'll go to july well, I mean, I, I, that's when I moved out. I mean, I bought a new house, so it's it's a big pivot. That's right. I'm, you did that, like, fucking 21 days prep fucking yeah. and being grouchy. Yeah, I mean, we I moved out. Uh, the thing was, the house, it was going to take 50 days to close because um, that's the way the underwriting was because of COVID. 
And they said maybe 60. So you can imagine you decide that you're divorcing and then you've got to stick around for two more months. So we decided to, as we were state business partners, just use cash, bought the house. I got out July 18th. And then I got a wild hair at my ass because I needed a diversion to prep for the Tampa Pro in three and a half weeks. Um, so by August 30th, I did that. And, um, you know, it kind of sucked getting six. Like I still meddled. But now that I look back, like <laughs> that was a pretty big goal to like chew off. So, you know, I, I guess it served its purpose at the time, you know. It, it diverted my mind off of other things. Yeah, it's easy to get lost in a show prep, man. I yeah. think that's the one thing I've missed in the last maybe three years since I've competed, but I think that's the one thing I miss about it, those 20 weeks where you just hollow out and kind of focus on this one thing that matters more than fucking anything, you know, just like you yeah. just got to do it. And no one else does it but you, so it's a very powerful thing. I, I think it probably served you well, man. Yeah, like, I think it did. I mean... I needed to see if I could do it and I needed to like keep my mind busy. And, you know, like you said, it's one of those things where you just go tunnel vision and um, it worked because by the time I got out of it and got off stage, I was in a better position um, to be at my house alone, to just face what it is to be single and, you know, kind of be on your own again, you know? Mm -hmm. So. How I have a question for you. What was the hardest part? Was it the first night you were kind of by yourself or was it just a like, culmination of things? Ooh. I mean, I think the hardest part is having the conversation, mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that true heart to heart. Um, you know, once you get to that point, you're looking forward to your own space. And I'm sure I brought as much negativity as, as anyone else in the house, but you know, you're looking forward to that that no, that, that lighter air, does that make sense? So the first night was no problem. I remember, I think I went out with Brennan. Um, people know Brennan Kirshner, one of my Scooby prep coaches. And, um, we just had drinks locally. Um, so it was, wasn't too bad. Um, once the show prep was over and I, and the way I, Brennan, I had drinks, like I, I still hadn't started prep. I, I got, I've got moved in, I think, and, and went out and then started prep. I think I had like three and a half weeks at that point. But um, so the hardest part I think was when after the show was over, um, even though I was in a better mental state, it's like, what do I do now? You know, I didn't have to do cardio in the morning. I didn't have to watch my food. I could start going out. I could start my life, but it was like, where do you start? And, you know, I didn't lament over it forever because I'm just not that way. I, I pick a plan and I, and I make it work. But um, that was probably the hardest part once that show prep was over and you have all this time and it's like, whoa, man, in my mind, I needed to shut off for a bit. <laughs> I probably smoked a, a little more weed than I needed. <laughs> mm, I love marijuana. Just saying that out loud. Sue, you got anything on July? You got, Jason, you got anything in August? Because August like, is when it chilled out for you pretty much, right? Yeah, August was when I, I got off stage the end of yeah. August at Tampa Pro. And then I came home and basically September was when life was really kind of kicking off. Yeah. yeah. Sue, what about you, August, September? Anything stand out? Nothing. I mean, I was in line. I was working on, uh, you know, closing on the house. By then, the house out, I closed in early October. 
then uh, then we had that P the PEC out in uh, Colorado shortly after I closed. So all that blended together for me. I don't I didn't really have anything pop up, you know, in that time. Yeah, mine. Like I said before, we went back to July because I was an asshole and forgot. You know, sorry. Maybe some still mm -hmm. residual from the marijuana I smoked earlier before I started writing. But uh, September, I turned 40, so I had the guy strip, which you guys missed the fucking hell of a time. I'm just saying that was a beautiful experience. It won't happen next year. I, I It better not. If, it, if you're not there next year, I'm sending a picture of my asshole <laughs> like in the middle Deal. of the ocean coming like with a starfish next to it. Like Deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like a cute picture. But mm -hmm. that was a month. Like, I, you know, I um, had that trip. Um, started working deeper on stuff with Ash right around then. Uh, we had uh, I did a trip by myself down to Florida again. I, I September was an awesome month, it was really cool. And then, like, you know, we had October, we had the PEC we did in Denver, which we sold out, and that was real fucking cool to like get everyone to really come during a pandemic to hear what you know a group of coaches had to say on various topics and and network. And I know that I really enjoyed like those Friday and Saturday nights hanging out in the hotel lobbies downstairs where we were all eating and just smoking up outside of Denver, um, meeting everybody. I think that that's probably, if I step back yep. from, and say from January to October, that might've been like my little work highlight there because we had worked very hard to grow TEC. We worked very hard to grow the PEC. And, it, you know, we met a lot of really cool people who are going to go do good shit in the industry. Definitely. Um, the only thing I did not like about Denver was him yelling at you about wearing a mask outside when you're trying to smoke a joint. I'm like, how does this happen? <laughs> like, I remember being very, very befuddled by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then Sue, October time, you moved in October, didn't you? Yeah, that's why I moved. I closed on October 5th and I was moved in like a couple days later. I had yeah. to move right before we, I flew out. Yeah. Yeah. And then October was, we had the PEC, like I said. And then we started like just getting ready for other stuff. And I think we all started downshifting um, kind of like, you know, our industry gets kind of slow November, December. Um, things just kind of start, not like the wheels fall off by any means, but everyone no, kind of goes no. from like fifth gear down to fourth gear. So, and yeah, I would say so this year, it, you know, like I said, you know, last, you know, fourth quarter, you know, from like September to December, I had lost 34 clients. This year, I lost, I think, like maybe two. And then I just had a couple who like put their things on hold and then they're like back or they're going to come back in like February or something like that. But that's probably like a total of like five or six people. Yeah, so, you had a much better retention rate this year. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things that I guess like maybe we can save it for like a, like a lessons learned, like wrap up at the end of our pod today. But um, yeah, did pretty well this last, this uh, fourth quarter. What did you make a big difference in your changing from quarter four of 19 to quarter four of 20? I think it was a culmination of everything that happened uh, this year. You know, it was, um, I think, you know, going back to what I said about how the pandemic would, would kill off a lot of um, businesses or services that were deemed as luxury services. I feel like one of the reasons why my coaching business did extraordinarily well this year was because of all the relationships that I made uh, with people. And, you know, during times of stress like this, when you can't go out and, and you have this dark cloud over your head, good relationships bring a lot of joy and people value that. And I feel like that's why a lot of people joined with me. 
and stayed with me to maintain that positive relationship that would spread into other areas of their lives. Um, so I think that was one key thing that, that I took away and that I'll apply going forward, that it's all about the relationship that you cultivate. I like that. Jason, you got anything you want to chime in on that topic? Uh, I mean, are we talking about October, September timeframe? Yeah, like, well, I was just asking Sue for his reflection. He he brought up the point of retention and how much better he got at it and from 19 to 20. And I asked what the difference was. I didn't know uh, if he had anything to say about that, too. Like, did you notice you're able to retain more in 2020? Um, because you actually um, grew really, really well with the growth of new ethics and everything else. So I just, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I haven't had a retention problem for for many, many years. Um, and maybe that's because I've I've had already developed that um relationship i don't know um but it's been a while and you know i mean my coaching's been around a little longer than jeff and so you know everyone's business goes through growing pains but 2020 i seem to keep a lot of clients because you know i i talked a lot about hormonal health and i made it clear like hey you've got to downgrade you've got to you've got to you know down regulate your training and you know you've got to relax more this is a great time to get healthy, you know? And so a lot of the clients that came on with me or were clients that were going to be in it for the long term to get healthy and, you know, learn how to worry about hormones and all those different things. So, I mean, I think my focus was proper giving the, the time frame we were in. Uh, we weren't really doing stage. We weren't really, you know, a lot of guys couldn't be in the gym pushing maximal because they're training in garages or they're training with bands so i put a lot of focus on helping heal people if, if for 2020 if, I, if i'm being honest and um it's worthwhile work and um i probably brought more people back to you know hormonal and metabolic health in 2020 than any other year that i've ever had um so that was what worked for me that and running classes and i grew um, again. So um, I think the takeaway is you better innovate, you better improve something, you better figure it out in times of stress and hard, hardship. So Jeff went one way, I went another. Yeah. And I think that that's like a good little summary to what you guys have just heard. The three of us, we all had our hardships. We all made pivots where we needed to based upon our assessments of the situations we were in. And we all doubled down on accepting the fact that the only way to get on the other side was to just go right on through it. And three people did, you know, and when you hear in the industry, I think the health and fitness industry grew this year. I think you see a, a, a better breed of coaches come up. I think you see a more educated uh, breed of coaches as well. And Definitely. I think, I think a lot of people really see that this is an industry that will be, expansive in terms of growth and the money that you can make in it um especially yeah. in the next 10 years um with everything shifting to virtual and online um sky's the limit absolutely i feel like um you know this was like 2020 with covid was almost like a extinction event uh that swept through the fitness industry and the people who couldn't pivot the people who didn't really care about their clients and were just in it to make make a quick buck those people are, are long gone. They're probably working jobs elsewhere and they're no longer in this space. So what's left is actually a good quality group of people who 
want to be the best at what they do and they want to be the best at caring for the people they work for and work with. So I think that's a good thing for our industry. No, I agree a hundred percent. I think with, you know, um, with the three of us, we're just like everyone else who's listening to this podcast. We all got businesses. We all work for other people. There's a lot of things to go into it. And all three of us had the same year, the same circumstances for the most part as everyone else. And we all had to yep. still figure out how to get through it. So I argued when I told someone on, you know, one of my buddies texted me, he's like, fuck 2020. I'm glad it's done. I'm like, dude, 2020 is fucking great year for me. I hit every damn goal I had for myself personally and professionally. Like, I don't understand how it was a bad year for you. Like you yeah. your fucking your rainy day. Yeah, not, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to say, this is funny. Like, I always, I tell my close family and friends, I'm like, God, I wish I could go back to April and May. Uh, I mean, March and April of this year. And then they all look at me like, you're the only fucking person who wants to go back to March and April of 2020 when quarantine really came down hard on everyone. And I was like, but yeah, that's when like business was skyrocketing. I was teaching classes. I was making like thousands of dollars per class. Like I was cut and shredded and like my hair looked the best. Like (laughs) I was like... I was like, fuck yeah, take me back. Take me back. I'll, I'll relive March and April over and over again on a time loop. <laughs> I would too, because that's when I really understood the power of community and leadership. Yeah. And that that's when it clicked for me, March and April. Yeah. So I, I mean, that was the cocky, funny side of me coming out. No, nah, you don't have that. That's the winning side of you. It's a different, we're not, <laughs> but fuck people who say you're cocky. It's called a winning attitude. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that I'm sure that you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't cocky at all when he throws footballs down all over the field on people and fucks them up. But um, I do have a question for you guys. What yeah, was your yeah. favorite podcast episode that we did in 2020? Hmm. Uh, either. The one with Sal, uh, the law of attraction or the press field. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, the press field one was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring him back on in 2020. He's down for talking about it again. Is he? Yeah, yeah. We're going to do like turning pro too, like like pro okay. pro or something like that. And then we can yeah. also talk about the archetypes. He's cool as shit, man. Like he's a really nice guy. I really enjoyed like chatting with him. And yeah, Sal's sure. cool as shit because we got that cool thing. Sal was, Sal's just really nice. Like, you know, you know, you have like that one um, impression that, you know, everyone might have, but he is like, that guy just knows his shit top to bottom. You know what I mean? Like, like he is a good dude. Like I have nothing but good things to say about that guy. Yep. Agreed. Um, I really enjoyed that. All right. Each of you guys, what was your favorite memory of 2020? And Sue, I'll begin with you. Favorite memory. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I mean, I like the year in in general, but I think my favorite memory was the realization that um, I think when the, the classes that I taught were like really picking up, I think that was like the first time I was like, damn, like people will actually like, like people who don't know me will actually pay me like $500 to listen to me talk about like fitness stuff on Zoom. I mean, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. They'll just they'll just Venmo me 500 bucks and be like, all right, I'll see you on Zoom next week on Wednesday. Right, Jeff? I'm like, yep, I'll see you then. Yes. So I was like, wow, OK, people trust me. And that felt really good. And, um, you know, I don't take that lightly, of course, but it just yeah. felt, you know. Jason, you. Oh, God, this is been an up and down year there's been a lot of good shit a lot of cool you got shit. one you got one memory dog you got one memory 
I think it's probably like, I remember when I was sitting in my house, the show was done and a buddy texted me and I forget where he wanted to go. And I said something for a minute and he's like, dude, you're free. You can go. And so what if you get home at midnight? It doesn't matter. Get up to work tomorrow at 9 a.m. No one's going to say a word to you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I literally can go out on a Tuesday night and have a beer and I'm free. Um, so that was probably it. Oh, I like that memory. That's a good one for you. That's good. Yeah, I know. When I see you, I'm going to give you a hug. Like that was, thank you for sharing that deep moment with me. Um, I think my favorite memory was me with my three, me and my two boys down in Florida. I think that was probably my favorite one. Like there was just a moment, like the three of us just kind of sitting there, just chilling. And I was like, ah, oh, this is okay. This is it. You know what I mean? Like if I go back and think about it, um, I guess, Sue, do you have anything you want to wrap up on this podcast? You will, cause I have one, I have like my final, final question for you guys in a minute. So I didn't know if there was anything you wanted to do, wrap up on. I think the only thing I want to say that, which might help other people is like this year I spent a lot of it, like just trying to be the best. I was like riding my momentum of the growth. It was like, Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like this is going so well and all this stuff. And, and that propelled me to like do more and do more just for the sake of doing more. And like buying the house and like wrapping my car again and just spending like thousands of dollars just because I could and all this. And, and that's what that, that arrogance and cockiness, that side of me that I want to tone down more because it makes me do these things for no reason, just to like one up myself, you know, not even to show off. It's just to like, like try to beat myself, you know, because I'm always like, Oh, well, well you did that. Well, why can't you do this better? Or why can't you do more? You know? And when the year came down, when I came down from my high and I was thinking back, you know, I had my parents over Christmas and everything. And I was like, why did I do all this stuff? For what reason? You know, and that's the that's the thinking that I want to carry into 2021 is that's why I said I want to focus more on the good, get rid of the extras and and get some help in terms of like how I how I treat myself and, and how my mind works and just, um, you know, get rid of the fluff. So I don't make decisions that or, or take actions that don't need to be taken. Yeah, that's some solid advice. Jason, got any advice? Um, I mean, I guess to kind of just wrap this up, you know, the, even though the year was tough and I know for some people it was really tough. Like I lost a loved one. I didn't lose any, you know, I lost a grandma to COVID. Um, and there's probably people that lost like people closer to them. So, you know, I don't want to people to think that we're downplaying how tough of a year it was for some people. And it was tough for us too. I think what we're saying in, in this is that, you know, there's that phrase that you use a lot, Jeff, fail forward. And I think that that's what you really need to take from this year. And I mean, I not everything I did was successful, but over all the things that I did, I hit my goals and I was successful. And as long as you don't let the roadblock stop, you just keep moving forward. Years like this, you'll be successful in those too. But I don't want anyone to think we're downplaying like COVID or anything. Like I said, I lost a grandma too, and it was brutal. Um, so I, I, I think that's probably all I need to wrap up on. 
Yeah, no, man. I think that's a great summary because, you know, I guess it would seem very cheekish of us the way we kind of come off on the podcast with being like, oh, yeah, it was a great year. But I mean, when we were down all down in the weeds, when we're going through, I remember texting you guys like, fuck me. I don't know when my gym's going to be open. I've got like enough money to get me through August if this shit really goes. I mean, just because, you know, we, we all went through it. But I think when you're able to like step back and really look at it, you have to really question. Can you find the good in the things? Can you find like, you know, like the good green grass as you walk through the weeds? And I think collectively what we're saying is, you know, we made 2020 our year. We didn't let 2020 make it its year. Um, You know, we took control of what we could and, and, and grew for it. And that's probably, you know, the wisdom that we can pass down to people, new coaches, older coaches who maybe stumbled and need a hand back up, you know, double down on yourself. You know, you write this narrative. No one else writes it for you. So mm-hmm. you pick and choose what you do every day. I do have one final question for you guys. You guys got any uh, big projects lined up in 2021? And Jeff, Sue, I'll start with you first. Projects? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I was thinking about building a uh, like an online um, like check-in like process type thing um, through like a third-party developer. But after polling my clients and, and looking at the uh, the investment, um, the ROI just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to continue, uh, focusing on what I do and trim off some of the fat and just be better and, um, just see where that takes me in 2021. But other than that, probably more classes, you can expect to see more classes from me, more social media, um, obviously more, more speaking with you guys at the, um, PECs. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one, man. It'll be yeah. a good one. It will be. Uh, you guys can be able to try out one of my my new machine I'm buying for the gym. Hopefully by then. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm buying that Arsenal Incline Fly plate loaded. Nice. I have two pack decks on the gym floor, so it'd be nice. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Looking to add another Smith machine, and then I want to upgrade one of my leg presses to the new Arsenal one too. So it just yeah. depends upon how things go. Um, right. Jason, you got any big projects 2021, or is it just kind of like? get new ethics Academy back up and just kind of roll with what you're rolling. Yeah, we got to get new ethics, uh, hybrid coaching Academy going. I mean, that's, that's probably my biggest like project that needs the most work, you know, I mean, there's a lot of work that needs to go into that. Um, and then, uh, we have been in talks. We have someone who's came in as a consultant on feed for function and, um, we're looking at growing that as well. Um, so I'll be looking to see that kind of, it, it does well because there's not a ton of overhead, but we want to get it really popping. So we're going to put a little effort more into feed for function. New ethics is still rolling really well. We're bringing out new products. Um, it's growth has been beyond expectation. Um, so we just got to keep doing more of the same there, but uh, new ethics hybrid coaching Academy is Vince and I's baby. And uh, I do want to see it done this year we got a little sidetracked but we will get get back to it i think there will be a pretty high demand for it and i think that people will learn a lot from it so i'm excited the other projects is i am going to try to it isn't as big of a goal as you're at but i'm gonna try to knock off 20 books i've already done two um i downloaded why do zebras not get ulcers last night i've already started it i need some diversions at night and i think i need to read more and it'll be a nice uh good combo 
Dude, I'm telling you guys both, check that book Conspiracy out by Ryan Hall that I post about with Hulk Hogan, Gawker, and Peter Thiel. It'll blow your goddamn mind. It's a so, it's a solid read. Like, it's okay. a very good flowing story. Like, Got you it. guys will like it because it's very interesting. I think each of you guys would be like, ah, like, it, it was just really insightful. Got it. Um, I got big projects I'm working on. I got um, me and Nick are going to do a YouTube um, channel and we're going to do it basically on sales and leadership um, geared primarily towards the fitness industry. Um, and then me, Nick and JR are teaming up to do a business like um, course, I guess um, we're going to teach the leadership piece, the sales piece. And then with JR, he has the strength finder piece. So we'll be able to teach how to build a gym culture and how to build an online culture. Um, so we're Very pretty cool. much working on that. And then, uh, I just dumped about $3,000 in audio visual equipment and a green screen for the gym. And we're about to soundproof that upstairs office. And we're going to start filming uh, professional content. I'm going to do a coffee with coaches segment, um, where we answer Q and A's and they're professionally done. And then I'm going to do like a cooking in the kitchen with Ashley segment where there's recipes that she books through. So I'm going to really try to diversify. I'm banking down that education through video content is the way of innovation in our industry further, because, you know, the ones who innovate are the ones who disrupt. So I'm always looking for ways to disrupt the, where I'm at to be able to force growth. And um, I think that with COVID, the change has been to visual and video. And I think that everyone needs to be spending the money to invest into that to some degree um to make it really top notch for people so that's kind of what i'm on nice man. sooner do i make it i'm just fucking investing it and just like fuck it i like creating you know what i mean like like i can relate with you sue like it's nice to have a car i have an is 350 lexus you know i got a fucking jeep that i can drive around but same time i'm kind of like uh it's just i'd rather spend my money and build some shit and just see if it works or not like at least other people get jobs and so forth you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna buy a drone so I can fly it in the gym to get aerial shots of me doing back squat and post that on Instagram. <laughs> I'll probably get kicked out of my third gym. That's one thing that I did this year. I got kicked out of two different gyms. Because nice. you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, I'm just kidding. Like, like they actually, I'll just fuck with you on that one. But that, they, they, they were assholes too. Like that, that was just people just being dicks. I'm like, that's typical gym owner stuff. You know what I mean? Hey, they're missing out, you know, whatever. They are like, I got, I got coaches and people like that in my gym. And I'm just kind of like, Hey man, do you, if that makes you happy and brings you a little bit of money and makes, as long as you're not like saying just straight dog shit to people, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Oh, well on that note, I guess we'll be hanging up for the day. Now Sue just broke down. He's getting a fucking drone. Bring that shit to PC. Like I want to see you fly and crash that. Like fly Jason a joint from me to him, and we'll stay. Yeah. No, those things are actually really cool, Jeff. If you want to get like it, like kind of like aerial views, yeah, no, and, like no. people in crowds, they're really cool. They're just kind of expensive. Like they're like eight hundred bucks or something for a good one. Yeah, I would be interested to see how that could play out in a gym. Like you could probably do some cool shit with your home gym if you set up cameras. I could, yeah, yeah, definitely can't bring it to a, a regular gym though. You get kicked out, so. Well, yeah, I would just be like, I mean, it's COVID friendly. It's, put a mask on it. Maybe they won't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I don't want to tell you. All right, guys, let's see. Let's, let me put my calendar real quick and see who we got. Next. We actually have to pick a topic for next week, guys. That's exciting. It's very right. exciting um, because we're waiting to hear back on that one guy that I emailed, Jason. 
Why don't we make a post and see if people people want to choose our topic? All right. Well, why don't you guys put that together and I'll, yeah, we'll share it, get it out there. I'm cool with that. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with that. And then the next week after that, we have how Sonia got her drive back. Sonia Coke, Sonia Spill out of the Pacific Northwest is going to be coming and chatting with us about women's sex drives and all that. Right. I feel like it'll be a fun topic. It'll be a different one we've talked about. And that's my client. Yeah, I know. Sonia's great. I actually chat with her yeah. a lot. So yeah. Um, figure we bring her on. Then after that, we got old T Ruff, Terrence Ruffin coming on. Um, he just got second yeah. at the uh classic uh, Olympia, right? Olympia, yeah. Yep. So we gotta talk about that. And I'll be interested to ask what his training's like with hypertrophy coach. So we got some cool yeah. questions. I think it'll be and cool. Then, yeah, man. We've got a list that we're building out because we're working on it. If you guys have any ideas on um guests let me know i i tried to get ben greenfield but we don't have enough listeners for ben greenfield so if you guys want to like spam him and tag him in a bunch of shit saying that he's missing out by not chatting with us three stellar gentlemen uh please go ahead because i've sent like numerous messages that he's missing out. <laughs> i'm like look ben i do psychedelics too this would be a great conversation i'll drop acid before we'll roll but if you guys have any great uh suggestions or anything like that let us know um Otherwise, I guess I'll catch you guys next week. All right. All right. Have a good Sounds have a good, good rest of your fucking Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Peace. All right. See you later.